Hi, I'm Debbie Roberts, owner and financial advisor at Property Apprentice. In this special episode, we're going to do a deep dive into an important topic that everyone should pay attention to, the advantages of creating an emergency fund. And now here's the disclaimer. Please note that this is general information only and should not be taken as being individual financial advice. Everyone's situation is different. So while this might work for some people, there could be other options that might work better for you. Listen to this podcast, take the bits from it that make sense to you and ignore the bits that you feel are irrelevant for your situation. Even better, seek financial advice. You might be wondering, why should I bother with an emergency fund? Well, let me tell you why it's a game changer for your financial well-being. Life is full of twists and turns and having a financial cushion can help you to navigate through tough times without derailing your long-term goals. Having an emergency fund brings peace of mind. Imagine the comfort of knowing that you've got funds readily available to handle any unforeseen expenses like a medical emergency, car repairs or unexpected job loss. It also eliminates the stress that comes from high interest personal loans and credit card debt. Given the benefits of having an emergency fund, a number of Kiwis still face challenges in saving for emergencies. In a survey by the Financial Services Council conducted this year, 39% of New Zealanders don't have $5,000 saved in case of an emergency. More importantly, more than 1.5 million people couldn't access this amount within a week without going into debt if they had unforeseen expenses. Information from MoneyHub, a non-government site offering financial literacy resources, cites that only one in three New Zealanders could last more than a month financially if they lost their job. At a time of high inflation and rising costs of living, data like this shows that something needs to be done so more people can achieve a level of financial resilience. Now let's get into some practical tips for creating an emergency fund. I'll break it down into easy steps so you can start building your safety net today. Tip number one. Set a realistic savings goal. Start with a modest target, like three to six months worth of living expenses, and gradually work your way up. Perhaps you could start with a goal of saving just $1,000 rather than $10,000, for example. For most people, an extra $1,000 is enough to cover minor emergencies like little car repairs or unexpected medical bills. Saving $10 or $20 a week can easily add up to $1,000 within quite a short time frame. But what I often find is that the culprit often lies in how some people can't stick to their budget and they carry on with their excessive spending habits. To make an effective budget, take into consideration your bills, rent or mortgage payments, groceries, transportation costs and other regular expenses. This will be an idea of how much you're going to need to cover your essential costs. I recommend that you look at your last three to six months worth of bank statements and credit card statements and just see where your actual costs are and go to the sorted website, create your own profile for login. It's free of use for the general public and you can enter in your essential costs in there as a working budget. It's also important to remember that you'll need at least three months' worth of your monthly expenses for an emergency fund. If you're self-employed or if you've got a regular income, you might want to save up six months' worth. Tip number two, make it automatic. 
Automate your savings by setting up a direct transfer from your bank account where your income goes into or a recurring transfer to a separate emergency fund account. Contact your bank or financial institution to create a separate account specifically for your emergency fund. This will help keep your savings separate from your day-to-day spending and make it less tempting to dip into for non-emergency expenses. There's some high interest bank savings accounts at the moment. So, you know, you can take advantage of that to help you achieve your long-term savings goal. You know, your emergency fund, help get the benefit of that compounding interest to help boost your savings account. You can transfer your automatic payments regularly, for example, every payday, so that you can make consistent contributions to your emergency fund. And as I said, even if it's just $10 a week, you know, start with something. Start with an amount that's achievable for you and then gradually increase it as you progress. Quite often what we find is that when you pay yourself first, then you don't even notice that that money's gone. You know, it cuts back on all of the trivial expenses that just slip through your fingers without you noticing. So pay yourself first and then pay your savings account first is what I mean, and then live off what's left. Tip number three, cut back and save more. Take a close look at your expenses. You know, once you've got a look at your last three to six months worth of bank statements, have a look at that and identify areas where you could potentially cut back costs. Every dollar that you save could be redirected towards your emergency fund. Limit dining out and entertainment subscriptions for a period of time. It's short-term pain for long-term gain. And quite often what we find is that people can reduce their expenses without a significant compromise in the quality of their life. It also helps to negotiate insurance bills or shop around for cheaper policies. You know, talk to an insurance advisor and see if there's ways that you can reduce your costs. If you've got a credit card and you still find it hard to resist spending, you might decide to reduce the limit on that card or alternatively cancel it altogether. If you get yourself into trouble with impulse buys on a credit card, something else that can work quite well for people is to put it into a little bowl of water and freeze it. And then when you are tempted to spend on your credit card, you've got to wait for that bowl of water to thaw, which quite often gives you time to calm down and think about, you know, is this actually a need or is it a want? So yeah, that could be a good tip to help you from those impulse buys on the credit card. Because credit card interest rates are significantly higher than what you're going to be getting in a savings account. So save your credit card for real emergencies and live off your actual income instead. When it comes to your budget, you can also earmark a percentage of your income to pay off any outstanding debt. Now, there's a number of different ways that you can do debt reduction. Uh, One method is to pay off the smallest balance first and then work on the larger ones after that. Another method is paying off the highest interest first. So start on the debt that's got the highest interest. And there's a lot of information on the Sorted website about debt reduction as well. So check that out too. Tip number four, stay committed and track your progress. Building an emergency fund does require some discipline and consistency. Use a spreadsheet, budgeting app or a simple pen and paper to keep track of your contributions and keep track of your progress towards your savings goal. As I mentioned, Sorted Websites or sorted.org.nz has got all of these tools available free of use 
free of charge for the general public. So feel free to set up a profile there. Don't forget to celebrate your milestones by giving yourself a little treat. This can help fuel your motivation as well, so you can stay committed to that long-term goal. Set yourself free from the expectation of building your emergency fund overnight. It can give you short-term pain, but like I said before, the long-term rewards are always worth it. And tip number five, consider what not to do. When you've finally created your ideal emergency fund, you should still maintain the habit of saving your extra money. You can use your savings towards a house deposit, for example, investing in shares, or funding a personal development goal to boost your career. If you've got a mortgage on your home, you could use the surplus cash flow that you've got to actually make extra payments on your mortgage. So have a chat with your mortgage advisor because this could be a good way for you to reduce that debt faster. As much as possible, don't borrow money for an emergency. Aside from causing stress, the interest charge can get you into even more trouble and make it even harder to get out of debt. Remember, creating an emergency fund is a journey. It can take time, but every step you take brings you closer to financial stability and peace of mind. That's it for today's bonus episode. Hope you found tips useful. If you'd like to see more content like this on the Property Apprentice podcast, make sure to subscribe and leave us your comments. I'll see you on the next one.